This is Saturday morning's must-listen form hour. Set to go. Ready. Waiting. The best minds in the business are ready to have their say. This is the Melbourne Racing Panel. Great to have the panel assembled. Dean Lester, David Gately and Jamie Rogers as I welcome Dean Lester into the Saturday panel. Good morning to you, Dino. Yeah, good morning, Warren. Terrible news yesterday with the, the death of Sir Patrick Hogan and I suppose you, you look back on racing in the time that, that you and I have been loving it and it's hard to think of you know, many more influential characters in racing and breeding than Sir Patrick and obviously his iconic association with Bart Cummings. Yeah, uh, absolutely true, Warren, and uh, Sir Patrick, uh, yeah, he's changed the, the landscape and the you know, the pedigrees of especially the middle distance to staying horses in the last 40 years from uh, from when the Sir Tristram, who came out running with a horse like Sovereign Red and, and then Gurner's Lane and just went on and on, Grosvenor, uh, that uh, cup week of 82, I think they won three or four of the, the major races. Uh, he's bred horses in a way that went and then uh, on, onto Zabil. Uh, it's just an incredible uh, legacy he's left. And no doubt that legacy will live on. Just some housekeeping. We're having some technical issues with our... RSN streaming service on the homepage and through the app. So if you're having those issues, you can't hear me. But if you can get a message to someone that if you go to the, the Carnival page, you, you might be able to, to stream via that while we address those issues. So apologies for those that can't hear me. Gator, we're, uh, we're not streaming that well at the moment, but we are working on it and hopefully we'll be back up and running shortly. Good morning to you, David Gately. Good morning, team and punters, uh, uh, wherever you are listening or trying to listen. I'm sure we'll get there. We've got some... Some great minds in there that are on top of it. Small fields, particularly early in the program today. Gator, how are you seeing the card? Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Obviously, um, a couple of horses that were really difficult to look away from uh, in Detonator Jack and Inundation. And, and look, they have um, uh, claims that they're, they're group class. So uh, they add plenty of spice to the meeting, even though, as you say, the fields are small. One via SMS with respect to Sir Patrick Hogan, uh, even more associated with Jeff Murphy, a, a valid point via the SMS. As I bring Jamie Rogers into the conversation, Jamie, I, I don't expect you to, to go back to the Jeff Murphy days, but uh, Sir Patrick Hogan, the, the likes of Zabil and, and the progeny of Sir Tristram, etc., that had such a great influence on, on the racing landscape that you've grown to love. Yeah, they certainly have, Warren. And when you think about Sir Patrick Hogan, he certainly reshaped the bloodstock industry and, and drew so much international attention to New Zealand. So it will certainly be a loss to the racing industry. How has the interest been in this immediate Sandown today? Yeah, we have seen a bit of interest, Warren, so far. There's two runners in particular that have been popular, and that's race two, number two, Detonator Jack. And then race nine, Unflinching, is the best-backed runner of the entire program. But the best-backed runners for the entire day, Warren, are actually coming out of Rose Hill and the Gold Coast. So those being race three, Pasagiata at Rose Hill is the best-backed runner around the country. And at the Gold Coast, race one, number five, Bel Air, is holding a similar amount to what Passagiata is, but just slightly less. So those two would be the best backed across the country. Thanks to Nigel Carmody from Racing.com and various other media outlets that uh, that the TuneIn Radio app might be a short-term solution if you can find RSN on the TuneIn Radio app. It's streaming okay for Nigel. Thanks for letting us know, Nigel. We kick off the card at Sandown today. The first is at 12.35, intriguing race over the 1,000 metres. 
first five races are all clear of scratchings. Jamie, how does the market look here in the first over the 1,000 metres? Well, Warren, there's pretty much just two horses in this race that are seeing support, and they are very well backed. So I will start with the one in Fission, who's currently at $4.20. The two is the $3 favourite in Bistro and is second best backed at this stage. The three is the Guava at $8.50. The four, Capital Theatre, at $6. Lonsdale Light is at $17. Now, the best backed runner in this race is the six, all sassed up currently at $3.60 and then the seven Vegas Diva is there at $34 but there isn't much separating those top two in the market but all sassed up is the better back to this stage. Thanks to John in Tassie also indicating that the TuneIn Radio app can uh, can help you stream RSN 927 in the short term and we will get our main streaming services back up and running as soon as possible. Race one, Dino, how do you think they might run along here? Uh, Warren, I would have thought that... Uh... The, the speed comes from the inside with Bistro, Vegas Diva from Barrier 2, uh, and all sassed up, as Michael Kent Jr. just mentioned, a uh, bit sharper than she was last preparation, and uh, I would think that looking at this field, she can land probably third, uh, fishing, probably tracking her. How have you lined them up here? I like all sassed up because I think she'll be strong at the end of a 1,000. Uh, both of her runs last preparation were at 1,200. She finished, obviously, as Michael said, a, a stakes place getter, went third in the St Albans at Mooney Valley. Second in that race was Nanagai, so we've got a pretty good handle. That's a reasonable form reference, and uh, I think she's clearly the one to beat. From three, the Guava, who's probably going to settle last, uh, had issues last start, but... Uh, uh, also, out of good form reference through She Dances, um, River Noir, even Michelotti, well back in that race. So uh, I think can bounce back here. And then you've got Fishin, who all of his really good forms at Mooney Valley. He did win a maiden at Bendigo, but uh, gets a really good chance here to uh, race well at a different track. And Bistro's fast. The last bit of a 1,000 at Sandown, I think... Is a bit of a query as she's a bit older, but she has trolled up well, as you'd expect a fast horse to do. But uh, I'm pretty keen on all sassed up. Six, three, one, and two. How are you playing the first, Gator? Yeah, had trouble splitting uh, Bistro and all sassed up. I have lent to, to Bistro, who was beaten fresh up last time in, but did give the winner five and a half kilos that day and then faded in the Cosette, but it was a real swoopers race. And of course, a group three. Uh, I thought the latest jump out was uh, was terrific and certainly uh, fast. You know, 47.2 was the quickest of the 16 heats on the morning. All sassed up, uh, as referenced, was, was very new at debut, but uh, fought hard in that listed race. That Nanagui form I like as well. Fission, uh, Fission was run down late the valley, but gave the winner six and a half kilos. So they ran slick time. And the Guava's fresh run was a ripper. Ran one of the day's quickest last 200 splits. And we're forgetting the Flemington miss the old uh, internal bleed or slow you up. Two, six, one, and three. First race, David Gately's numbers two, six, one, and three. Dean Lester's numbers six, three, one, and two. I'm keen on number six, all sassed up also. Uh, she is a maiden. It's been well documented, but uh, that stakes placing and Nana Guy's come out and is now a stakes winner. And I thought she was brave riding the speed. On that occasion, I can see her getting a, a lovely drag along behind a, a fast horse in Bistro and then think she can be the strongest late and in a good position poised to strike when the pressure goes on. Keen on her, six, all sassed up. Head of three, the Guava, who had a forgivable day last time. He didn't get the cover, as Paddy Payne outlined. He should be able to get onto the back of a horse here. He'll also be strong late at the end of a 1,000 metres, gets the claim for Laura Lafferty. Fission's consistent, fit. He can be his own worst enemy. 
in the mounting yard and, and pre-race, but I don't think that's necessarily going to work out of his system, and he's still performing well while he's doing that, and Bistro will give a sight riding the speed. 6, 3, 1 and 2 for me in race 1 for the 3-year-olds at benchmark 70 level over 1,000 metres. Race 2 is a benchmark 100, small field of 6 runners over 1,700 metres. It's clearer scratchings. Jamie, how does this market look? Well, Warren, we do have one of the better-backed runners of the entire program in this race, and that is Detonator Jack, and he is holding six times more than anything else in this race, currently at a dollar forty. But the three Sosi Bond would be next best, but obviously significantly less, currently at eight dollars fifty. And the four Imperial Lad has also seen a tiny bit of interest at five dollars. The five Black Sail is at seventeen, and then Helene Leading Star is there at eleven dollars. But very, very popular favourite here, Warren, in Detonator Jack. How do you assess the speed here, Gator? I think Imperial Lad's the logical leader. Uh, Black Sail, uh, Sosie Bond can be right there as well. Um, and, you know, small field, but I think it looks a genuine speed, and every horse should get their chance. Detonator Jack sort of picks himself, doesn't he? I mean, he pretty much keeps winning. He was beaten by Green Flyer, but gave that horse a lot of weight, and, and that horse is no slouch, and just made it probably to the, the better part of the track, the outside rail by race 500 at Ballarat Cup Day. Um, look, the relative weights are against him. Uh, you know, I, look, I don't think they all, they are a piece of the puzzle, and so it's an important um, aspect to draw attention to punters too, uh, but he's really difficult uh, to tip against. Um, obviously, the pounding form has even been further enhanced from that last uh, win. Helene Leading Star back in Australia doing really nice work very late. In fact, the 11.48 last 200 was the second fastest of that race. The form was ranked out of it in a listed race subsequently, and uh, the time was fast, 121.15 for 1,400. So it gets to 1,700, and I think it's the main danger. Imperial Lad will give you a sight. Sosie Bond, he's not the horse he was, but he's still uh, very, very genuine. Two, six, four, and three. Two, six, four, and three from Gator. Dino, how are you seeing the, the second race? And the good news is our streaming services, Dino, are back up and running. That's good news, Warren. Um, I'm tipping uh, Detonator Jack, and I think there's a couple of real short price favourites today, and I think he's the better of the two. Uh, he's get racing through the grades, and he's getting up in the weights, and uh, he gets that five and a half kilo rise, but uh, yeah, had he put a ceiling on a horse going through the grades like him, uh, he's just uh, building a great profile. Seven starts, five wins, and I think he'll win again. I think, uh, as Gator mentioned, Helene, leading star, hit the line really sweetly late in a fast race. Uh, 1700s going to suit him a lot better. Uh, he's a South Australian Derby winner in a earlier lifetime uh, when he was known as Leicester. Uh, he can run, I think, uh, in the money here. Uh, for Imperial Lad, the little query is the end of 1700, but he's a very honest horse and five black sale getting fitter maybe next best. But I think, uh, well, Tedinator Jack should win and maybe the exacto with, uh, Helene leading star 2645. You reference it's hard to put a ceiling on Detonator Jack. At this stage of his career, Dino, what profile of horse does he have a, a similar outlook to? Oh, well, who knows? Uh, he's he's probably uh, he's got a better winning profile than, say, a horse like Smoke and Roman. So what's to say that it's come springtime next year we're talking about him in races like the, the Turnbull or the Caulfield Cup? So... Uh, He's placed in the South Australian Derby, so we know he's got uh, ability to run a distance of, of that sort of uh, capacity. So, 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I really am interested in these horses. I just keep racing through the grades because you you just don't know. Uh, whilst they whilst they look bad, you know, like he goes up five and a half kilos today, he might be eight kilos better than these horses. Ten kilos better. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely, and I think he is the, the one of the more exciting horses to come out of the, the program, and he should win again. Number two, Detonator Jack. We're seeing it very similarly. I like the, the first up run of Helene leading star in a race behind Nicolini Vito, and, and does look the Quinella Exacta horse for me. Two, six, four, and three for me. Those same numbers for David Gately. Two, six, four, and three. Dean Lester with numbers two, six, four, and five in race two on the card. Race three is over 1,400 metres. It's a benchmark 78. It's clearer scratchings. Jamie, how does the market look here? Well, Warren, this race has been interesting because there's two runners in the market where our customers can't split them. The money is dead even at this stage and the favourites continue to bounce between the two. So at this stage, my Yankee girl is the $2.80 favourite and is holding the exact same amount as was fold currently at $2.90. So I'll go back up to the top of the market. He's exceptional. The three at $4.80 is seeing a little bit of support at that price. The four is my Yankee girl who is now the $2.80 favourite. The five so risque at $8.50 has seen a little bit of interest but more so at that each way option of the $2.20 place and then Wurzfold who was the favourite this morning when I first looked at the market but now just pushed out to $2.90 but still holding the exact same as what my Yankee girl is. He's exceptional, was able to control the tempo, a really smart ride to be able to win last start. Jet Stanley aboard today, Tommy Stockdale with the ride last start. I see a similar scenario where he looks the key speed influence to me here. He's exceptional and, and may well control the tempo, so he should get his chance to, to run the race on his terms again. But I do think that number nine, worst fold and, and four, my Yankee girl, are, are the best winning hopes. They're going to settle off the speed, but love the, the fresh win of worst fold for the Nick Ryan stable. Good explanation from Nick. A little bit of time off, kept him fresh. 1,400 metres here with a similar lead into the race. I think he's a horse who can run very well here, and the market's found him. Number four, my Yankee girl, ironically, Jamie Carr, getting aboard after the, the whip protest at Flemington last start. She'll be strong late. They may well even be making their runs together. She is there with the, the 59 and a half. Worsfold's got the 57 and a half. It's not everything, but I think Worsfold's well-placed here with the relatively lighter weight. He's exceptional, give a sight, riding the speed, and so risque comes through that race behind my Yankee girl and... Invincible caviar last start will be fitter with the benefit of that run. The rising distance are positive. Nine, four, three and five for me in the third. Dino, what are your thoughts? Uh, Warren, uh, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting race. Um, I'm going with my Yankee girl. Uh, I thought run, despite the controversy, forget all that. The actual run at Flemington was terrific and she's going well and she's probably up to her right distance now as she showed through the winter months. Uh, Jamie Carter ride. So Risque had only gone into that first up race with one jump out and he peaked with about 100 to go and it was still a very good run and 1400 is another one he's right in his sweet spot. Uh, worst fold was outstanding first run for the new stable. was never going to lose. It was just bolting in behind them and uh, the speed suit and he won well. Slightly different scenario here but he's really obviously progressed well for the stable and the stable mate uh, uh, seriously is on. He's had three jump outs. He looks to be going okay as well. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he ran a cheeky race first up but um, and one of the more even races because leaving out horses like Lyrical Lad who never runs badly looks to have uh, trialled up okay. Uh, yeah, those sort of horses are, are uh, right in the mix as well. Good race. Uh, four, five, nine and seven. 
Your thoughts here, Gator? Yeah, look, I, I did have a bit of trouble in this race as well, splitting a couple. They're my Yankee girl in Worsfold, and, and the market seems to be the same as Jamie's reference. Look, I've lent to my Yankee girl, who, who ran home really nicely, fresh with the 61, and then charged out after Invincible Caviar to, to dead heat, of course, uh, giving uh, that smart winner two kilos. Third was Dance to Dubai, a subsequent impressive winner. And they ran times. It's not a shock that the form's already been franked there. Worsfold, first run for, for the stables, a terrific uh, win. Heavily backed, raced away, beat a good one, um, and did it with 59 kilos. Uh, looks kept on the fresh side, staying at 1,400, and does draw in. So, uh, look, they were basically the factors why I lent the other way. Uh, so risque, solid return. Flemington wasn't far off my Yankee girl. He's won two of... Uh, uh, his last two, and he's been second up. And Zoyce has come up a bit of a price for a horse that's uh, been competitive in listed grade. Um, in the mix, four nine five two. David Gately's numbers in the third at Sandown, four nine five and two. Dean Lester's numbers are four five nine and seven. I'm going with nine four three and five. You're with the Melbourne Form Panel. Look at Sandown Hillside Racing on a good four with the rail out six metres. It's twenty two after eight.